This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 10, Helter Skelter. And let's start it off with some announcements. Yeah, so we're halfway through the series, which means that we are gearing up for our Series 2 post-game chatter, where the cast and GM all get together uh, to answer questions from you guys. Um, we had a bevy of questions last series, and we're hoping to answer even more this time around. Uh, and it can be anything from how uh, we go about things on the more technical side to uh, player insights or how we felt about a moment, um, all those sorts of things. So we're looking for those kinds of questions from you guys because we want to um, answer all of your burning questions. And you can submit those questions by sending them into fanmail at essentialnpcs.com or contacting us through the various social media platforms that we are on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at EssentialNPCs, however you want to reach out to us and submit those questions. Uh, if you submit a question, we will answer it in post-game chatter after the final episode. And you can also send it to us on our Patreon wall if you are a Patreon supporter. We love you guys. <laughs> and our second announcement is that we are still going to Gen Con. <laughs> just, just a reminder. Um, so we'll be posting updates throughout the weekend, letting you guys know where we are. And if you guys want to come meet with us, play a game, or just say hi. And we also have a little bit of swag that we have for you guys. Anybody who wants to be a junior paladin can come find us. And uh, you better be sure uh, that if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, there will be lots of posts as we're at Gen Con, uh, hopefully compromising pictures of Ryan Covert. <laughs> and uh, that is about it. So let's uh, jump right into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. So this Words with the GM is about last week's episode, A Little Help from My Friends. The beginnings of A Little Help. Uh, <laughs> last episode and this episode are almost uh, kind of a two-part episode. Uh, we ended on quite the cliffhanger in the middle of combat. Yeah, that was super pleasant as a player. <laughs> uh, I'm sure as a listener as well. Uh, but that's just the way the timing kind of worked out. Um, this was a pretty structured uh, encounter I created for you guys. There were a lot of different things uh, that needed to happen in order for this to go relatively smoothly as a game master. But the one really interesting thing was uh, I needed to get everyone to the same place before combat started. That was a very important thing that needed to happen for this, uh, this whole encounter to be something that involved all four players. <laughs> Not that Mouse and Doc couldn't handle it on their own. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in Shadowrun... Um, Aren't combat turns like three seconds or something Yeah, like an that? entire combat turn, which it is comprised of so many initiative passes in uh, Shadowrun, is just 
three seconds long. And with Shadowrun being as lethal a system as it is, most combats don't make it past a couple combat turns. Uh, and what that means is most combat in Shadowrun in game time only lasts at maximum like a minute. A, a minute would be like 20 <laughs> combat rounds. Exactly. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so the problem was I knew that if Kashmir and Boomer weren't at Doc's clinic when initiative was rolled, even if they were just a minute or two out, they basically were going to miss the entire combat and be sat down for one to, you know, for an episode or more. Mm hmm. And I did not want that to happen. And uh, to complicate things, the kidnappers and Bumbles had a head start. And even though they presumably were driving or obeying traffic laws in order to not draw attention to themselves and Boomer was very obviously speeding there, it still was a little amorphous as to how he got there in time. Uh, it's a little thing uh, I've heard referred to as... Moving at the speed of plot. <laughs> yeah, because um, Boomer had to swing by Bellevue, which we've established is not super close, um, and then make it to the clinic uh, before, hopefully before uh, the bad guys did. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, if we were if we were adhering to strict laws of time and space, is pretty impossible. I think, um, but uh, that's like the beauty of the GM screen. As you go, oh yeah, you can definitely make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get there when it is appropriate for the plot, <laughs> uh, and that's what I did. I, I had them, uh, you know, I, I gave them some tests. I basically set some moments in my head. I'm like, okay, if he rolls extremely well on his test, and they don't draw the attention of the cops and have to shake the cops and stuff like that, like maybe they'll actually get there right as the kidnappers and bumbles are pulling up, you know, before the kidnappers really start to, like, approach Doc's clinic. Um, but the way the dice rolled and everything, I had them get there as the kidnappers were already making their move. They were, like, breaching. Right. It was all about keeping that tension going and getting everyone there before initiative was rolled. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely something that, as a player, I'm thankful for when it goes right and is the bane of everything when it goes wrong. You want things to work out for you, and occasionally the speed of plot isn't in your favor. Um, yeah. What do you mean I'm not there yet? <laughs> yeah. uh, and that can also be a bit of a burden, but I think all in all it's it's more beneficial, at least in my experience, especially for game running, um, to move, uh, to conveniently get everyone there at the same time. Um, that's why, you know, you always get there just as the bad guy is able to be foiled. Right. And and you have to trust your your game master to, you know, if they are holding you off and being like, no, you're not quite there yet. You're not there yet. Like, you got to trust that, they, that they're doing it with a purpose. They're not just doing it to fuck you over. <laughs> and uh, if your GM is intentionally uh, screwing you over for whatever reason, maybe find a different game group. <laughs> or GM yourself. Yeah. So speaking of GMing, what was your favorite moment this time? As a GM, I think uh, was uh, something that Mouse did, actually. <gasps> um, well, it's kind of a GM and kind of just as like a spectator and someone who's played a lot of hackers in Shadowrun. Um, I, I really, really liked when uh, Mouse decided to 
send the command to the uh, robotic surgical arms on the roof of Doc's clinic Mm -hmm. to uh, try and inject um, the orc with Narcojet to knock him out. Um, I love it in Shadowrun that hackers can use their environment in creative ways. Um, it's almost like sky's the limit. Like if you, if you can, if there's a thing, you can hack it almost every time. <laughs> and so, uh, whenever I'm playing a hacker, I always try to look for those opportunities to like do something that isn't really an attack action, but is somehow helpful in combat. You know, it's, it's just this clever use of your skills to be like, it's just one spoof command. And then like you have these robotic arms going for this guy. Uh, I just, I just love those creative uses. And so it's always, it always makes me happy when I, when I get to see it. Uh, and, um, I always like when I manage to set up those kind of situations inadvertently without expecting it. Uh, when I narrate, when I describe a scene well enough that like the hacker goes, Ooh, I'm going to use that. (laughs) That that was definitely my favorite part. So good on you. Yay. I got a favorite part. (laughs) Um, what about you? What was your favorite part? Uh, so my favorite part, I feel like, needs to be prefaced a little by saying that uh, Doc is uh, a creation of mine. Um, uh, coming up with my backstory, I explained who he was to you and how he was like a iteration of like someone I knew, and um, you've you've taken him, and while still staying true to his like. Uh, roots. You've you've also evolved him into somebody that Mouse and I really love. Um, and uh, when Doc was like, "No, I'm not leaving. They don't. They can't have my clinic. I'm staying here and fighting with you." Even though I really wanted Doc to run away because I wanted Doc to be safe. Um, Doc being like, "No, of course I'm staying." Was uh, my favorite part. Yeah, I dusted off the old shotgun and armor jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would expect. Doc to have done. So uh, I love that he did that. Yay, I stay true to him. All right, well, I suppose that's all we have to talk about. So we did leave you guys off on a cliffhanger, so let's just move on in to Series 2, Episode 10, Helter Skelter. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big scary looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softie. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad. If I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules. And apparently, that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. 
And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why cashmere? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi chummers, they call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend in Fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off my back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left the Shadow Running team, they had completed a job and taken some downtime 
to do their own thing for a little bit, uh, having agreed to work together as a team in the future. As per the request of their new Johnson, Pretty B, things seemed all right. They had a little bit of downtime. Uh, Mouse and Bumbles went shopping. Cashmere uh, started to initiate to increase his magical potential. Um, Boomer was Boomer. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Bumbles uh, went to go pick up a suit that he had ordered and uh, ended up being kidnapped in mid-daylight. Uh, <laughs> by a group of people who seemed to be looking for Boomer, a clever con and a well-hidden message. Bumbles was able to inform the team of more or less what was going on uh, so that they were able to react and assemble uh, at Doc's clinic, um, where Mouse and Doc were preparing to fight. Um, A little bit behind the kidnappers and Bumbles, Kashmir and Boomer um, got to the scene a little bit after the action had started. Uh, Mouse was able to swiftly uh, eliminate the enemy Decker, and um, Doc began combat with a large orc wielding a claymore and an earth spirit, uh, sustaining a heavy wound in the gut in the process. Boomer and Kashmir uh, went to flank the enemy mage who was in an alley around uh, the around from the clinic, along with Kashmir's uh, trusted spirit Araga. Boomer let off a nice blast with his assault rifle, uh, stick and shock, non-lethal rounds. Managed not to completely knock out the mage, who uh, after dispelling. Uh, Kashmir's attempt at a stun bolt spell um, stood up to face them and began casting magic of his own. And with that... (laughs) And I need Kashmir and Boomer to both roll body. Is Kiraga in line of sight? Kiraga? Oh, Kiraga saw him first. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to counterspell, as is Kiraga. Okay. So Kiraga has six counterspelling dice pool, and you have a seven. Uh, mm-hmm. How are you distributing those? I'm going to give myself ten and him three. So Boomer, roll your body plus three. Uh, Kashmir, roll your body plus ten. Boomer has four. Kashmir has five. All right. Kashmir... You take six physical damage. Six? Boomer. Yeah. You take seven physical damage. What the fuck? So this mage starts channeling this energy in between his palms, uh, creates this kind of uh, white light that he hurls at you guys. Uh, It lands, and immediately you feel your insides cooking, uh, almost like you're inside a microwave. And uh, it's just like this retching pain going through, like like your stomach is like flipped upside down, your your lungs clench up, you can't breathe, uh, your brain feels like you have a 120 degree fever, uh, and it's just like this pain racks through all of you guys, uh, for both through both of you guys, and uh, yeah, you stumble back, uh, and then he's going to turn to Eraga. No and uh, no. pull his hand backs, making a similar white energy, 
and push it at Iraga. I need Iraga to make a body save for me. No, 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 no. Can I edge it? Am I allowed to edge for him? You can pre-edge for him. I do. I do that. Okay. That's one hit. One hit? Uh, so... Iraga takes uh, six physical damage. So, yeah, he... Takes six, you say? Six to Iraga. Energy ball to you guys, and then to Iraga, and then he books it down the alleyway and around the corner towards the front door where his earth spirit is. God, really? Jesus. Uh, Like, not gracefully. He, like, knocks over another trash can, bumps into the corner as he tries to turn it, but he makes it out. And then, make a reaction and intuition test for me. Kashmir and Boomer. One. Okay. I got two. Okay. So, Boomer and Kashmir, you are both surprised. Ugh. Of course. And you lose your remaining initiative as you get shot. What? Who is shooting you? No. At this point, you know what? I'm just expecting to die. All right. uh, I need both... Kashmir and Boomer to make a damage resist test uh, with their armor at a minus at a minus ten. Jesus Christ! That'll be no hits for Kashmir. Wait, can't you edge it? <laughs> yeah, I should probably do that. I'm gonna that. <laughs> Eight. I used a point of edge. Fuck this guy. As as did I, and I got one. Boomer, you take ten points of physical damage. What the fuck? Kashmir, how many hits did you get? One. You take 11 points of physical damage. Yeah, no, I'm super dead. You can burn edge to not die. I mean, yeah. It means if you go past your overflow, you burn edge and you auto-stabilize. Okay. Um, and Bumbles, or Boomer, uh, where are you at? I'm not dead, but I'm in overflow for sure. Okay. So there's a... And Kashmir just, his he goes dark. Uh, and Boomer, uh, you hear him go, oh, God, and, like, fall over and go unconscious uh, as both of them are bleeding out. Um, are they on the street or on the... We're in the, like, in the corner of the alley. I'm wondering whether Iraga is, like, nice enough to stick around and help. Because <laughs> <laughs> technically, Iraga does not have to. So uh, you're, uh, you're sitting there, like, messing with this meta-link in front of you. And then all of a sudden, the door, fly, the door to the van flies open. Oh, great! And you turn, and you see Kiraga, this floating lotus uh, cloud, uh, with like roots kind of like grazing the ground uh, to move it along. And it reaches in, grabs a hold of the uh, uh, the handcuffs, uh, and where they're uh, held on to the um, uh, the bench. And uh, wraps his, uh, his roots around the links uh, that are holding your hands and feet together and snaps them. Thank you, magic tree man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and like wisps away down the alley. Oh, okay, bye. And it's like swirling torrent of lotus petals. Oh, I love my spirit so much. This is a fortuitous turn of events. Maybe. <laughs> Mouse, you see uh, through the webcam mm-hmm. as the orc with the claymore 
shoves off of the uh, the earth elemental he's been pressed against mm-hmm. and runs back forward at Doc, swinging his claymore. Mm-hmm. And Doc is ready for him this time, and he parries with his shotgun. Uh, stumbling back and like trip, slipping a little bit on the blood uh, pooling beneath him as he does so, but he remains standing and unharmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mouse, it's your turn. So, the arms are still trying to like stab the guy. Yeah, as far as you know, they're they're positioning around the guy as he has just run back into the fray. Okay, I am going to drop out of VR. Okay. So, where is my drawer in location to? The big stone guy and orc and uh, doc and the window and the door. <laughs> so you're you're uh, you're on one wall, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the window is on the wall opposite you. And nearby that window is where Doc is standing now, fighting with this guy. Right. And behind that guy, the orc, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like ten feet is the front door. Can I get to the front door? Where the earth elemental is. Is it standing It's in, in the, the door, door frame, yeah. Can I get out the window? Yeah, you'd have to run through the fight. Do they attack me when that happens? They might, you don't know. But yes, you could You could presumably get to the window and jump out the window. Yeah. Okay, roll a gymnastics test for me. Ooh, gymnastics isn't terrible. <laughs> One hit. So you nice. drop out, you push out of the, uh, you push out of the, uh, the morgue chute. Uh-huh. And you jump out and you go running. Uh, you run, you're running basically towards Doc and this guy with a claymore who are like fighting. Like the dude's swinging and Doc is like ducking or like brushing it off with like with his uh, shotgun and occasionally like it hits in the armor and, and it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the orc sees you running mm-hmm. and raises up his sword mm-hmm. to swipe at you. And Doc head rushes him and slams his horn into the dude's gut. Uh, and he stumbles back and isn't able to take a swing at you. And then the Earth Elemental, <laughs> as you're jumping through the window, which you do so, you succeed leaping through the window, but not gracefully. You kind of like... That's fine. You slip on some blood and just like fall out mm-hmm. um, and land prone on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you're falling out, you see the Earth Elemental moving in uh, to engage with Doc. Sure. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Do I see the mage anywhere? As the earth elemental moves, you do see the mage there. Wait, behind him? Behind the earth elemental. Oh, god damn it. All right. But you would have had to, like, you couldn't get through where the earth okay, elemental okay, was. Okay, okay, uh, Sure. Yeah, yeah, the mage is, like, there, like, pressed up against the wall, like, <laughs> Mouse, roll a uh, dodge test at a minus two because you're prone. I'm prone? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I fell on my butt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> when you left through. I'm going to edge it. Okay. Um, so, five. Uh, you land. You see that earth elemental moving in. You see that mage. Uh, and as you're starting to like push yourself up with your mechanical arm, you hear... Uh, as two what sounds like the largest bullets you've ever heard whizzing by your head, whiz by your head, uh, barely missing you. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is not how that's, that was supposed to go. While he rolled extremely well against Kashmir and Boomer, he rolled extremely terribly against you. They are much bigger than I am. <laughs> I guess. Wait, does she get to see who the fuck this is? No, she has no idea. <laughs> but 
what she does see as she's she's starting to stand up and like ah! as the bullets whiz by she looks up trying presumably to see where she's being shot from mm -hmm. and sees the streak of yellow as Araga goes flying into a, a building across the street through the window sick way to go Araga and here I oh thought. that makes sense I never asked but I assumed that the um, the hacker was the cybered up person. The orc was the cybered up person. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you, then... so far, having taken out the hacker and seeing this orc fighting and mm -hmm. seeing the mage, the three icons that you were able to yeah. find in the matrix have been identified. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, and uh, you can't hear anything, but stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> Go Raga. <laughs> Uh, and then you hear, well, no, you still have that, that video feed in like your AR display, yeah. right? Your augmented reality. So yeah, it's, it's so down in the little window, you, you glance down and see, uh, uh, as, uh, Doc, uh, stumbles back enough from, uh, the earth elemental punching him in the face <laughs> and the guy continuing to try and hit him, uh, steps back and levels his shotgun and goes, <laughs> takes a shot. Uh, Doc hits the orc pretty soundly with the spread um, and actually seems to take a chunk off of the uh, off of the earth elemental uh, which is pretty hard to do with a gun um, <laughs> Bumbles, you're up Okay, do I know how to get this thing off my head? Do I just lift it off? Yep Okay, I'll take it off um, There's a test involved It's a hardware test, you're fine Okay, <laughs> I... Can I get my comlink then? Because it's still in the car. Here, yeah, yeah, all your stuff is in that bag. All right, yeah, I grab the bag, I grab my comlink. I dial magnitude. <laughs> oh. And I, well, no, I don't dial him. I just send a message. And the message is this. I'm calling in every favor you owe me, and you can have a few more that I owe you. Bring all of your people to me now. All right. <laughs> and guns. Bring what? guns. What's his, uh, what's his loyalty at? Uh, it has recently increased to four. Aha, you are a friend. You send out the message and do... What else are you doing? Okay, I'm assuming I've heard the rather large gunshots. Yes. Okay. Um, there's no way to get to the front of this truck from where I am without getting out of the truck. Right. I'm going to grab all my stuff and the deck because, you know... It seems like I could probably at least use it for stuff, if not give it to someone else. Right. <laughs> um, and I get into the, the driver's seat. Okay, you jump out the back and turn the corner. And you're, like, looking around, ducking in case, like, whatever that large gunshot was. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, you, you know, nothing seems to happen. Uh, you open up the front door. They left it unlocked. Bad idea in Redmond. Uh, <laughs> yeah, real dumb. How is this van still here? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you jump in? Yeah. Okay. That's going to be most of your turn. Um, okay. But, can I start driving somewhere? Well, so there's no keys in the car. And so you're, you you see that. I'm digging in to find a way to get this yeah, car so going. Yeah, you're, so that's what you're going to do on your next turn is sure. rev up that car. Uh, Mouse, you hear from the mage a rhythmic chanting. <laughs> Um, but it's a pleasant rhythmic chant. Ooh. You can tell it's magic. You don't know what kind of magic. Right. And then uh, through your little webcam uh, feed, you see the Claymore guy 
uh, take another swing at, uh, at Doc as he sits there and he pumps his shotgun. As he's pumping the shotgun, he's pressing the attack. And again, uh, Doc is able to catch the blade with his shotgun and parry it out of the way. Doc what is so badass. badass. <laughs> Can we get Doc to join the team? No. Doc needs to stay safe. And with that, I need everyone to re-roll initiative, who can still roll initiative. Uh, Mouse, what did you get? Um, 24. Bumbles, what did you get? 24 as well. And Kashmir, uh, what did your spirits get? Your Araga got 26. Woo! Kiraga got 24. Uh, did you give Kiraga a minus two for his uh, uh, wounds? Oh, minus... Araga. Is it a minus two dice or minus two? Minus two two the static, so... Okay. So 24 for Araga? 24 for both. 24 for both. Lots of 24s in this combat. Yeah. Uh, The Claymore guy, Mouse, Bumbles, Araga, and Kuraga all go at the same time. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) What do you guys do? I am going to run over to the mage. Yep. And sword punch him. (laughs) In, I'm gonna charge at him. Okay. So I'm charge attacking. I get it. Roll a blades attack. Are you going to edge this? Are you pre-edging this test? I am pre-edging this test. Okay, add the edge to your pool and sixes will explode. Seven. 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 All right, you hit. You come running around the corner uh, sprinting as fast as you, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see this mage, his hand is glowing with this green energy as he closes it, and some of, uh, like, he seems to, like, be breathing a little easier and everything. He opens his eyes, turns, and sees this small, like, five-foot, three-inch tall, of oh, five-foot, two-inch tall, uh, blue-haired Decker, uh, jump up in the air, and as her her metal fist comes down on the dude's face, a sword uh, shoots out of the wrist over your fist, uh, and you sword punch him right in the throat and drive him down into the ground uh, with you, and then pull your sword out and it shink back into your arm, and he is very dead. Yeah. And then you turn, and you see uh, Doc is sitting there, like, struggling against the Claymore, uh, and the Earth Elemental's raising its fist to punch him, like, directly in the side of the head. And then it just stands there for a second, loosens the fist, lowers its arms, and fades away. (sighs) Yeah. Now go stab the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's all I can do. Okay. I now attempt to call in to the DNI of my team, which I hope they have established. Yep, you get it. It's in. just me. Yeah. <laughs> and Doc. And Doc. Doc. Doc, you don't see anything from Doc. Doc doesn't have an, um, image, link. A, an image link, just an audio link. Okay. Sure. But yeah. You... What information do I gain from this? Uh, you, you jump in, you get the, the video feed, you see Doc. Uh, struggling against this guy, you see the uh, the you see basically in the background you see Mouse leap through the door, <laughs> like leap from one side of the door to the other out of sight. Um, through her image link, you see her drive the sword into the mage's throat, uh, and you see the Earth Elemental fade away. You basically just see exactly what just happened. Okay, um, is the orc with the claymore is he near an external wall? <laughs> Uh, So there's alleys on either side, right? Um, And, like, an alley behind. 
he's kind of nearby the window, which would be one of the alleys. Uh, and he's kind of nearby the back. They're almost into that back corner there. Okay. Is the orc in the corner? Doc is pushed into the corner right now. Okay. Do I have enough room to maneuver the van in the alley to potentially crash it through a wall into the orc? If you fishtail the van, if you drive parallel to the back of Doc's clinic and fishtail swipe the van to clip the wall, you might be able to hit the orc. Well, first I have to get it going. Yeah. But should I get it going, I do that. Okay. Uh, Roll automotive mechanic for me. Four hits. You see all this going down. Uh, You reach into the bag that has, like, your explosives, your tools, your comlink, everything. Well, you pull out the comlink. But you reach in, and instantly your hand finds the tool you need. Uh, You pull it out, and you jam it in underneath the steering wheel, and the car starts right up. Okay. I will count that as a free action, because I put a threshold for four to make it a a free action and not a simple action. (laughs) All right. I now attempt to drive into the orc. All right. I need you to roll a driving test for me. Uh, That is two hits. Okay. Um, So, you go driving, and you just... And then you just turn the wheel as hard as you can to make the the, uh, backside just swipe into that uh, corner. Um, And it just gives way. Old Redmond building made out of, like... Brick, uh, <laughs> oh, um, and uh, Doc is sitting there. He's got this dude. He's like, you know, ducking and like, uh, like shoving the guy off every time he tries to swing. Um, and then uh, at one point, he like, they do the classic like clash as the like claymore like hits the uh, hits the shotgun, and he's pushing the shotgun towards Doc's face. And he's like, he's like pushing back, but he's you know finally feeling the wound in his in his gut, and then. <laughs> the the corner of the building just explodes in plaster and and, uh, and concrete, and uh, the t- the tail of this car just smacks uh, smacks this dude and sends him flying. Uh, he's and he, he come into the uh, uh, into the wall and um, surprisingly okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> Definitely took some damage, but not unconscious, this guy. Um, and then I will reach over, open the passenger door, and say, Get in the car! <laughs> Doc goes, What the frick did you just do to my building? We'll worry about it later, get in the car. <laughs> uh, Mouse, you... you. <laughs> there's the big, like, explosion, and, and then the van door opens up, and Bumpus is like, Get in the car! And, uh, and Doc is like, What the frag? And then you hear... Behind you, and you turn, and out of uh, out of like the nine-story window that Iraga flew into, a cooked-looking human goes flying out and splatters onto the onto the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> and following out, uh, Iraga goes <laughs> and flies back into the alleyway. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Good one, mate. Uh, so the Claymore guy is standing up. Doc looks at him, looks at you with your arm outstretched, 
looks at Mouse, but with this guy between him and Mouse, basically. Takes a shotgun, levels it at the guy who like takes like a pant and starts sprinting right at him, raising the sword, the claymore with one hand to make a desperate last swing at Doc. And Doc just, and the guy goes flying back to where he was sitting against the wall and slumps over dead. Maybe don't get in the car now. <laughs> yeah, you fragging think. Next time, just come in through the front door, guns blazing. What are you doing breaking down my clinic? Well, I was going to run over the mage, but Mouse killed him. While they're arguing, <laughs> I'm going to go run <laughs> to Kashmir and Boomer. Uh, yeah, you go, you go running back there. Um, you don't get very far when you turn a corner and you see uh, Eraga again and Kiraga. And Kiraga has sprouted uh, roots so as to be able to walk and more roots so as to be able to carry Kashmir's body. Uh-huh. And is carrying Kashmir towards you. Um... It go go inside. There's there's help inside. Just go inside. You speak English. I don't know. They I say it in Japanese too, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> uh, they move past you quickly. <laughs> and um, I keep running. And you keep more. running. Uh, Bumbles. You see. You look over. Uh, you see uh, these two spirits carrying uh, your fallen friend into the uh, into the clinic. And uh, as they do, you see one of the medical arms go. Zzzz. And uh, and inject the dead body of the orc with narcojet. Well, that, that just seems unnecessary. And then all the arms go back to the to the wings. I uh, I I motion towards Mouse, bleeding out on the ground. Mouse, come here. Yeah. So I'm I like. Run over to Boomer and I take out my med kit and I try to, I can't, I can't carry him. No. So I just. Lean in close up. (laughs) Not now, Boomer. I've got things to do. Like, make sure you don't die. (laughs) Yeah, that's good and all. But when I wasn't blacked out, I saw you stab that guy. (laughs) (laughs) That was really ripper. I just wanted you to know that in case I don't make it. Oh, be quiet, you big dummy. I just, I don't... It's okay, I think I just, I'm about to pass out again. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, you're gonna be, you're gonna be okay. So, first you have to stabilize him. I stabilize <laughs> So, yeah, okay, so roll first aid for me. Now, to be fair, I did not see him. This tiny little human finger. <laughs> <laughs> right over your mouth. Shh, shh, shh. Oh, all right. He's That's... too weak to resist it. <laughs> um, and with the with the med kit, it's four. Four. Okay. So yeah, you do stabilize him then. Okay. Um. So at this point, this is the first time I've seen that Boomer is actually here, as well as Kashmir when he gets carried in. So look, seeing this over the DNI, I will rush it over to Mouse to help him her carry, realistically drag him. Yeah. <laughs> back to the clinic. Uh, yeah, he's stabilized. If you want to try and get him above... Uh, Dying? Yes. Yeah, but okay. he's no longer... Like, you You basically... You bring out your little handheld uh, med kit and, like, uh, apply... Like, it, like, sprays over, like, some synthetic skin over some of the wounds and, like, the blood stops, like, really pouring out. So you feel like you can actually operate on him and that's when uh, uh, Bumbles shows up next to you. Um, oh, hi, Bumbles. Hi, Boomer. Um, we're going to have a talk soon, but first I'm going to help you not die. I will assist in oh, first aid. Oh, they're all dead. Yeah. yeah. 
and I didn't even get to do any of it. This <laughs> 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 is bulldrick. Uh, are you healing him with first aid? Yeah, but I but he said he was going to assist me. But are you not assisting me? Sorry. I'll no, I'll, I'll assist. Yeah, know. do you have first aid or do you just... I default on it, but yeah. it's logic and I'm yeah. kind of good at it. Yep. It's really just engineering with wet parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's two hits. Okay, Mouse, you get an additional two hit, uh, two dice to roll on this. And don't forget to add your med kit to I this did. as well. I did, I did. Oh, sorry, but take those two hits away. The conditions are terrible. <laughs> sure. I'll take it. It's still, it's still a net two, so... Yeah. Five. Okay, uh, Boomer, you heal up three physical damage, so you are uh, you are ambulatory. You are actually able to move and stuff. Yeah. Oh, thanks. But it hurts. It hurts real bad. You can lean on. I don't me. let them know it though. You can lean on me here. Just oh. sometimes uh, when oh, Doc right. gets really drunk when he has bad memories, I just I help him. <laughs> I got very sad very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I am so embarrassed. <laughs> so you guys go walking back towards the clinic? Yeah, help him limp back. Uh, Boomer, as you're um, sitting there, every step, agony. Uh, the, those rounds went, like, right into your chest. And it hurts to breathe. It hurts to walk. And then there's a shining light in front of you. And you realize what? that on the ground, next to this scorched body... <laughs> <laughs> Lies a slightly scorched but seemingly functional Barrett model 122 sniper rifle. Is, is, excuse me for a moment. <laughs> I, I instantly forget all of my pain. It doesn't suddenly you feel elated and 100% <laughs> as you I, uh, are drawn towards this rifle. <laughs> I pick it up off the ground gently though because it's been through a lot. <laughs> And I say, sorry about your mate. You can come live with me, though. <laughs> would you like that? Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> come on, let's go home. <laughs> I clutch it to my chest. <laughs> and I walk inside. And then as soon as you, like, enter the threshold, you all of a sudden are like, oh, right, the pain. <laughs> and I use the rifle as a crutch. <laughs> Just met and you're already a great friend. <laughs> Boomer, as you enter, uh, starting to use the gun as a crutch, um, you look over and you see uh, Doc um, uh, working on Kashmir uh, on one of the remaining tables that isn't destroyed. And, uh, and uh, Kashmir... Yeah, no, I look fucked. <laughs> yeah, he's just covered in blood, giant hole uh, right, uh, just barely missing the heart. Um, uh, lungs collapse. Doc is working frantically. Those uh, those arms are now back in work helping Doc. Mm -hmm. uh, those uh, robotic arms hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. uh, and sitting sitting on either side of the table is Eraga and Kiraga watching. Kashmir, you heal up seven damage. Wow. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's like, reconstructing your, like, lung uh, with synthetic stuff and, uh, like, cracking the rib back into position. Uh, 
and uh, injects you with like a lot of like shit and starts like painting over like new skin uh, and patching up all the rooms and er, the wounds and wrapping it up and the arms are helping him uh, treating all your other wounds uh, and uh, uh, at a certain moment you your eyes open and you take yeah a gurgling breath that hurts your side uh, as your lung was ripped through by a bullet um, and immediately a lotus petal touches your cheek and uh, you you feel Iraga's r- wing wrap around uh, your behind your head to like cushion your your head. I look up at each of them and like just tears start coming down my face and I like I just go back down. I just I don't even want, like the effort of staying up is just a lot. And uh, <laughs> and then you feel like a big hand of uh, of Doc's like weakly pat your your leg like a. There you go, son. And then he sits down on a chair, uh, just like arms at his side, looking very pale. Uh, yeah. As soon as, so while all that was happening, I like pushed, quote unquote, pushed Boomer towards one of the gurneys, and then I'll have gone around and gotten all the su- supplies like trauma patches and stuff and just like the moment that because I know Doc won't let me help him until he's done helping um, someone else like the moment Doc like disengages from like fixing cashmere I start doing my best to like fix him okay uh, uh, you oh go ahead I, uh, I very very gingerly take off my new jacket and hang it up somewhere safe. <laughs> and then roll up my sleeves to help. <laughs> Mouse, you press a couple buttons in your uh, augmented reality display. Uh, the arms kick to life and zip over to where Doc is lowering down. Um, Bumbles uh, sets up next to you. Bumbles, you can assist. Um, Mouse, the conditions are slightly better. Uh, so you can take a plus one from the uh, uh, the arms giving you a hand. Okay. Uh I, I, uh, it's mostly moral support. <laughs> no hits? No hits. All right, so you get a plus one, uh, for the arms giving you a hand, and then, uh, also, uh, uh, the effectiveness of a rating six med kit. Okay. Oh, this seems a bit unnecessary. <coughs> I think I'll be fine. Three, four, five, six, seven. Seven? Seven. So Doc heals up five. Uh, he, like, you, you immediately just, like, you know, focused, start patching up the wound in the side, stitching it. Um, and uh, as you're, like, finishing it up, you know, hands slightly shaking but mostly steady, um, applying the appropriate uh, medication, uh, you feel Doc's hand come up and, like, touch, like, your cheek with his thumb and, like, smear some blood on your cheek. I start crying. <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> And then, uh, and then he like uh, the hand like drops down, like pats your shoulder, and then goes back down to his side as you continue to work, and then you finish. It's 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 good enough, honey. It's good enough. You did good. Okay. I go and I open the drawer that has Welby in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fighting over now. Yeah. Oh, Welby. Hello. Looks like you got some food. Oh, I wasn't. I just needed a snack. <laughs> but <laughs> the the 
the clinic is not in a good way. Uh, and as you're talking to Welby Boomer, you get lifted up off your feet and slammed into one of the remaining walls of the clinic, uh, your, your Barrett falls down to the side, and Doc's face is right in your face. and goes, what the frag did you bring down on us? I don't fragging no. <laughs> I just got a message saying somebody was coming and we couldn't find Bumbles, and I don't know what's going on. And then I got shot. Yeah, and I got stabbed. And as far as I can tell, it's your fragging fault. These men were looking for you. What? That's why they took Bumbles. Am I not following correctly? Well, obviously, mate, you know more than I do. Did I read the situation wrong? Bumbles, you have handcuffs on. Uh, no, you pretty much got it. Still holding you up off the ground, Boomer, Doc turns back to look at you and he's like, So who are these men? No one brings firepower like this without you having an idea that maybe they might be coming for you. I go rifling through their pockets. I don't friggin' know. How about you get your hand off me before I friggin' break them? Uh, he uh, grabs one of... I mean, your, your hands are like on his hands as they're holding your jacket up. He reaches one of his large thumbs over and dislocates your thumb. <laughs> Doc! And uh, as soon as Mouse says something, Doc releases you, steps back, and then like as you're like like landing on the ground, he really quickly pops your thumb back in (laughs) (laughs) and then lets out a sigh, like a long breath as like the muscles that were tensed around like his, his like neck and shoulders relax. And he just takes a long look at mouse's face and then sits back down. Just wait till I get back into range. No, no, stop it. Nobody's doing anything. We're All right, so now if you want to be reasonable, Doc. No, no, seriously, guys. Let me, let me explain. These guys could have been sent by the Vori. Turns out I pissed them off when I didn't want to work for them anymore. The mob? You worked for the mob? The Vori. It, it's a little different. It's the Russian mob. He's like, he kind of like finally like soaks in like your tattoos and like it makes sense. <laughs> so they're probably... I don't know how they got a hold of Bumbles, how they knew any of that. So that's all mystery to me. So I am waiting to accept your apology. Just whenever you're ready. (laughs) He instead turns to Bumbles and goes, you owe me a new fragging clinic. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now that everybody's going to be reasonable about all of this. Are we sure about that? Hey. Boomer glares at Doc. That's enough. I'm not going to bake with you anymore. If you don't calm down, go sit on the gurney so it can make you better. <laughs> okay, just don't cry, please. <laughs> not crying. Please don't. <laughs> so, what happened? Um, so I went to pick up my suit. Uh, I got my suit, looked great. I left, and then I was kidnapped. And they said, take us to Boomer. And I thought, it seems, you know, like they probably know what they're doing. And they had hacked my drones and spot. And I figured, who's the only hacker I trust? You. Um, So I convinced them that Boomer was here and sent a very clever cry for help to you in the hopes that 
you would save my life. Which you did. So thank you. Did not really think the part about them coming here and Doc also being here through. I apologize for that. That's my bad. I will pay you back for the clinic. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather be here. You guys would have gotten yourselves killed otherwise. I can't really speak to that, but that seems accurate. (laughs) But they didn't tell you anything else? No, they uh, threatened me a few times, tied me up, gagged me, uh then tied me up again and threatened me again. Um, And then uh, the Decker melted. Um, Oh, Mouse, do you want this? Is that what I think it is? Yes. I reach out and snatch it. (laughs) You're now holding a bricked Sony CIY720. They had really good stuff. Yeah. No rigor, though, which... I think maybe speaks to why they failed. (laughs) Doc stands up uh, and walks out uh, the street and grabs the cooked body of the guy who fell out the window, what's left of it. Oh, um, also the Red Hot Nukes might show up soon. The Red Hot... You're bringing the Red Hot Nukes? No, 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 it's cool. They owe me quite a few favors. They're with me. (sighs) You know how much work I have to do to keep the gangs off of this fucking clinic? Listen, they will not bother you. They will do what I can convince them to, to help you, but they will not hassle you. I promise you that. He drags both the mage's body and the uh, functional body of, of the guy who fell out the window, but it's mostly just like... Mush. Mush, but he's dragging like the clothes mostly okay. and meat parts. Uh, drags it in, tosses them down, and he's like, Boomer, you don't recognize any of these men? Boomer shrugs and shakes his head. No. Uh, you do notice that they definitely don't have tattoos like yours. They're not Vori, though. I can tell you that much. Can I take one of their comm links and page through it, see yep. what happens? You don't need to roll for it. Since they don't have their decker defending them anymore, you can, you can pretty easily get into it. Here, uh, take this phone. <laughs> the meta link. <laughs> Mouse, you know that there's nothing worthwhile on that meta link. I throw it behind my shoulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it is it normal for Vori to hire contractors? Or no. do they it's hard to say if they were sent by the Vori now. Normally they use their own employees, seeing as I was one of them. Well So I have no idea. Oh right. They're bounty hunters. So uh Mouse, you you grab the orcs. All of their Yeah, you grab their comlinks. You start piecing through their Mm -hmm. comlinks. You get the idea basically by looking at some of their messages. Uh, They're in contact with a gentleman named Mikhail, uh, who, from what you guys can tell, uh, just judging by, like, the correspondence between these two, uh, he hired them to take out Boomer, um, but to do so without letting the Vori know that he was paying them to do so. Uh, he didn't want the Vori to know he was going after Boomer. And uh, one thing of interest that pops up uh, besides that um, is a location for them to meet Mikhail uh, when the job is done. And uh, he said, you do this job, you take out Boomer, you bring me his head, and then we'll go after the 66. So I go through everything, and uh, I ask, do you know someone named... Mikhail? Mikhail? Boomer's eyes narrow at the mention of the name. Mikhail? Yes. 
Now that fraga. It's my old boss. Okay, so basically the message is, is that they want you to, um, he wants your literal head, and there's a location for that, um, where your head is supposed to be delivered. And then after that, um, they're going to go after the 66. Which, if you don't have a great memory like I do, you'll remember that that had a lot to do with who Victor Victor was was hanging out with. Right. So Kashmir is now sitting up on the on his gurney, with his um, spirits sort of like comfortingly like uh, like around him. <coughs> As he's like trying to speak, <laughs> so, so it's true. Then these <coughs> these men came to kill Boomer. Yeah, probably. You, no, definitely. <laughs> you you brought these men on us. These men who kidnapped Bumbles. These men who nearly killed me. Nearly killed me too. I can't be around a place where I nearly. I can't be around people where I nearly get killed. You are in. The wrong line of work, if that yeah. is your feeling. Basically, I, that's going to be everyone you run into. <coughs> I think you guys might be right. What? And Kashmir gets off the gurney and walks out of the clinic. Hey, where the frag are you going? I guess to find a new job. His well, soybuck's hiring. I'll go after him. I have a job offer for you all when I uh, get him back. Before he want my head, I'll bring it to him myself. And he smiles. Walks out the door, and then he pops back in. It, it'll still be on my shoulder. Then <laughs> <laughs> he walks out. Cash, cash. He he keeps walking as if he doesn't hear you, but like he clearly. I know has. you can hear me. What, what? Where are you going? I I don't know. Home, mate, mate. Number one, don't need to cry. This is all part of shadow running. All the cool dreck you get to do. It comes with bad drink, too. So you almost got killed. It's not... You're not even a real runner until you almost die. But I... I just... I thought I could do this. You did do it. What, for a month? Two months? Yeah. You've done really well so far. I don't call this doing well, Boomer. Oh, my God. You've only done it for a month. You're doing great. I was still doing street-level stuff. I had to hold a bake sale. Remember us talking about that? <laughs> Why don't you just bake then? Why don't you just do something you enjoy and not something that could get you killed, get your friends killed? Well, the the thing I enjoy kind of involves that, but that's besides the point. Look, you're a good runner. All right, I've seen you do some nasty, nasty stuff with your magic and your spirits. And he leans it, he puts his hands on Cash's shoulders. And you're karaoke, mate. Some top tier stuff. You're not going to get anywhere if you keep fragging quitting on everything. It's not always going to go well. It's just nature of the job. All right. This is your home now. Yes, we almost died, but think of it as a bonding experience. <laughs> I'll try to find us some different bonding experiences. Like more karaoke, and if you go home, we can't do that, mate. Right, right. I have nowhere else to go. Hey, you always got my place. Crash, have a few beers. 
Maybe after the next job, we could pick up a karaoke machine, huh? Yeah. Yes, that would that would be fun. That's the spirit. <laughs> oh, let's go. Uh, let's go back inside, and I'll try to avoid the wrath of Doc. <laughs> yeah. Break, good good luck. Break my friggin' thumb and show him. Yeah, spy. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's go back inside. Yeah. Plus. Okay. I might have a job offer for you. Oh, can it wait? <laughs> oh, it can wait. I need a drink. Ugh. Or seven. Ten. So they go walking back in. Okay, so while they were gone, um, Mouse quietly scolded Doc. I, I know. I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I get it. No, you're right. You're right. He's your friend. <laughs> I need to respect him. It's just, you know, I worry. It's... <laughs> All right, I'll I'll do better. <laughs> I love I love how tiny little mouse is like bossing these big around. Yeah. Um I am <laughs> looking around for food to make for everyone, but also I did not get to eat dinner <laughs> as I was kidnapped. <laughs> and I'm rather peckish. Well, you've you've seen me cook, so you know where the packets of food are and where the microwave is. Was the microwave? Did the microwave survive the fight? Well, it's, so it's the in a clinic, the clinic is destroyed. Across that back alleyway is where Doc lives. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, you can go across the alleyway uh, into that uh, home, and it's just like a little small apartment. And uh, yeah, I do that, and I, I I start making dinner. <laughs> um, and then after, and then I tell Doc to get on the gurney and let it hurt, like let it heal you. And then I wait till everybody's like a little settled, and then I pull out one of the morgue drawers and I sit on it and I start taking apart the deck <laughs> <laughs> so I can put it back together and it can be mine. <laughs> as as I walk back in, I see the mage and the sniper sitting there, and I take a moment to look at them both and just like wind up and give each a very solid kick. Uh, when you kick the mage, mm-hmm. uh, his hand falls over, uh, like off of his lap where it was resting, and poking out from uh, the sleeve of his armor, you see some interesting-looking beads wrapped around his wrist. I I take a look as I, I just sort of look through his, what he's got, I guess. Uh, you find a rating three counterspelling focus. Uh, that'll add three dice to your... Uh, passive spell defense, as well as any active counterspelling you do. Well, that explains a lot. What's it look like, out of curiosity? What the, does the, a focus look like? Oh, well, this one's a, it's a bead bracelet. Okay. It's got uh, 12 beads on it, um, each one with uh, an interesting symbol on it. Um, and uh, you're schooled, right? Yes, very, if I'm any. Do you have magical traditions? Uh, actually, I think that, that I do. Magical theory. Magical theory? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these are the symbols of uh, of different Greek gods. Oh, interesting. Um, so, were these guys hired by Ares? No, they're, they're hired by the Vori. Is anyone else noticing a theme? No. We, I well, uh, okay, Boomer. But I look at Mouse. <laughs> 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 Mouse, do you sort of see what I'm getting at? Um, I mean, I don't really see a pattern just one instance isn't a pattern 
I mean, it was just um, it was just the gladiator. Oh, that these, has nothing to do with Ares. But these beads, they have Greek gods on them, and I believe is 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 Ares on there. I mean, yeah, there is a symbol for Ares. And this one right here, this is Ares. Yeah. I, oh, what a coincidence. I mean, yeah, but... What kind of gun is that? Boomer, who makes that gun? Barrett. But uh, who owns Barrett? <gasps> <laughs> and I come back with dinner. Hey, everybody, I made dinner. Why do you all look very surprised? <laughs> Apparently, these people had something to do with Ares. Don't drop anything. Here, I'll take that. <laughs> I wasn't going to. Um, but... um, no. <laughs> That's odd. Here, dinner. Thanks. Thanks, Bumbles. Thanks, Bumbles. Uh, Bumbles, you turn, and to confirm the trifecta, uh, this car is an Aries Roadmaster. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I, yeah, sure, Aries, whatever. I'm more excited about the car. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has some good parts that you could use. I'm thinking of so many more things to do with this car. <laughs> uh, I know how you feel, mate. And, I, and he looks lovingly at the Barrett. <laughs> so, out of curiosity, did you want to call the Red Hawk nu- Red Hot Nukes and maybe tell them they don't yeah. have to come? Oh, actually, at this time... Uh, what sounds like a fleet of motorcycles. I throw Welby back into one of the motorcycles. Oh, we're we going to be fighting again. Yes, please, just. <laughs> uh, I, I go out to meet them. Yep. Uh, you see, uh, Magnitude was able to get 16 men plus himself. Uh, I go out. Armed to, to the tooth. <laughs> um, I, I go out to meet them. I, I, I shake, you know, we do the handshake. Yep. Um, uh, from the bottom of my heart, Magnitude, thank you very much for coming. Um, uh, it's a bit late. Not your fault. Not, won't hold it against you. I, I will owe you those favors, even. Um, but uh, you and your guys can, uh, can head home. He looks at you, sees that you still have handcuffs around, like, your wrists... Uh, broken, but still there. Um, he looks at the, the state of the clinic. He looks at the blood smear that's been dragged from the middle of the road back into the clinic. He looks around and Oi, sees... Oi, magnitude. Boomer. And he uh, looks at you and he goes, are you all right then? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine-ish. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're all right. Okay. He goes, is this, is this Doc's place? Yeah. Ah, oh, Frag. Doc's a good guy. He is a good guy, right? Who did this to his place? Uh, uh bounty hunters. <laughs> yes, bounty hunters. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I can I can help out with that. I would appreciate that very much. God is all God is all here. Um, it'd be weird to just ride on. We should do something, right? We're all, everyone's ready, and everyone's, like, amped up, and, the, and one guy's like, I took jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, there's a lumber yard nearby. We'll be back. Cool. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, uh... <laughs> you hear one guy go, yeah! 
<laughs> and they go driving off. Uh, you guys start eating about uh, half an hour to 45 minutes later. Uh, the fleet of motorcycles comes back, uh, all of them like dragging like, well, a bunch of them dragging like uh, carts behind their motorcycles uh, full of lumber. And uh, they help Doc start patching up that hole, at least with some makeshift like plywood and stuff so that it's not just a gaping hole. I help as well. Roll industrial mechanic. Okay. Because <laughs> you have it. <laughs> has, has anyone healed Boomer yet, by the way? I, yeah, he got, he got medicated. I, I oh, think I everyone was, could I use some I thought he was still at like six. I yeah. think everyone could use some magical healing. Cool. Heal some people. Except for me. Yeah. Uh, that's five hits on industrial mechanics. All right. It is fortified. It's nice. <laughs> you, you notice some water damage. You fix that too. <laughs> That's why it was so soft and you were able to break through. Yeah, you can see here where the structural weaknesses were that prevented it from repelling the truck. <laughs> and uh, uh, the Red Hot Nukes, after they patch up, uh, patch up that hole, uh, they leave uh, some lumber and tools with Doc. And uh, Doc actually seems super appreciative. Uh, he's like, I heard it. you guys were a, a decent force in the neighborhood, albeit still a gang. And uh, Magnitude goes, yeah, we're not all that bad. And uh, Before Magnitude goes, we do the handshake again. And yep, I, I yep. tell him, I'll do well you. You do. <laughs> yes, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> all right. Red Hot Nukes, roll out. <laughs> they go, They go driving off into the night. Uh, Kashmir, you're doing some healing? I healed myself. Who else needs it? Uh, I, I could use some. Okay, I'll do what I can. <laughs> Four, six. Or if you could just stop the internal bleeding, that would be nice. <laughs> oh, internal. That one's easy. <laughs> uh, you get healed for six. Oh. And Doc, as you go to, like, patch up Doc, because he's the only other one that sustained any real injuries, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as you go to, like, patch up Doc, he, like, brushes your arms like, thanks, but... And he taps his forehead and he goes, I know what that can do to you. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. I suddenly become very worried about what my healing power is. <laughs> <laughs> he sees it on your face. I'm talking about the drain. They're, they're like the headaches. Of, I, oh, yes. Well, I'm. Thank you. I, I can. I can handle it. It's. I, I'm sure you can. But I can handle this. And he gestures at the like s- speedily like patched up gaping hole in his side. He's like, "This is really. This isn't much." <laughs> I'll take your word. <laughs> Bumbles. This is. This is some pretty good. What did you? Do you add special seasoning to this? No. I, I, I just microwaved it very well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it's just the same stuff I cook all the time. It tastes the same. <laughs> um, Mouse, Mouse, how long do you usually microwave this? Oh, I don't know, like seven or eight minutes, right? You're supposed <laughs> to push seven. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. That's when they showed me how to use the microwave. That's what it said. So. They showed you wrong. Put it in for like a minute and a half, uncover it, stir it, recover it, turn it 90 degrees, put it on at half power for another two. <laughs> this has been cooking with bubbles. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. It tastes great, right, Doc? This, yeah, uh, really good, honey. It's just like when you make it. Yeah. See, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, we're all welcome to stay here for the evening. Rest up if you need. Um, 
do you have a plan? I don't mean to step on your toes. Obviously, this is your gig. You just kind of brought it into my home, but that's that's okay. Um, do you have a plan for going against these guys? Step one, drive back to Tacoma. Get my car and drones. Who wants to plan a kidnapping? I know. Why? You want to kidnap them? Well, yeah. I mean, if you kill them, you can't quite talk to them, can you? Why don't we just... Planning on it. Oh, I know what we could do. I saw I saw this once um, at a show in... So what if we bring a table, a ca- table with a tablecloth on it, and there's a there's a plate in the middle with one of those cover things on it, and then we bring Cloche. it in... They're called cloches. Th- sure. And then we bring it in, and we say, here, we have Boomer, and it's just Boomer's head. And I'll think it's just Boomer's head because there's lettuce around it and stuff, and maybe he's... Oh, he can have an apple in his mouth. <laughs> and then he'll... Jump up, and he's got his gun, and he's really been under the table, most of him, but the head is above, and he jumps up, and then he goes, and he shoots them all. Kashmir, I'm going to stop you for a second. Okay. To tell you that that idea is the best damn thing I've ever heard. (laughs) All right. He's never going to tomorrow. He's never going to know what hit him. (laughs) Right? Okay, we can... Oh, it's just Boomer's head, but it's actually all of Boomer. Yes. With guns. That's Uh a horrible plan. Doc is looking at you, Mouse, with an extremely worried face. (laughs) And he says under his breath, these are who you've been running with. (laughs) These are the men you've been running with. Yep. I'm not so sure it's a good idea, hon. (laughs) And Boomer's doing, like, martial arts moves. And then I'll hit him with one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I... um, I, are we in the house or are we in the clinic still? You're in the clinic still. Okay. I, um, I tell the arms with the narco jet to deliver a half a dose <laughs> <laughs> to both of them. <laughs> Boomer, you raise your hand to do like a karate chop and then like right in your wrist, just a like needle. And then Kashmir, you're like clapping me like, yes, I know. It'd be a great idea. And then like right in the back of your neck, just a tss. Let's all go to bed. We'll talk about it in the morning. Really tired all of a sudden. Some tie me home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I'm going to drive home now. No, no, no. You're going to stay here. You're going to stay here. I need to go home. (laughs) Doc, will you you put. They can sleep in my bed. He picks up Cashmere, puts him over his shoulder. <laughs> and Boomer falls asleep on a gurney and he's like, good enough. <laughs> and he carries cashmere into the uh, into the house. <laughs> I need to go pick up Spot. He's been alone for a rather long time. Okay, so You can take my truck. Um, oh wait. You yeah. c- you have to take him. Yeah, I'll I'll give me a second, well, I'll try. Hold on. Wait a minute. I do have a brand new truck. <laughs> That's right. You should probably change the license plate and erase the tags on that. And oh, yeah, that. I can't really Fix drive back through Bellevue. Right. Well, I'm more concerned about anyone who may be in contact with these men tracking down this car. That's a good point. I suppose I could... Yeah, I could just stash it in Redmond. Um, my safe house in Redmond... Mm-hmm. It's still, like, I basically just park over the manhole that is the entrance. Yeah. 
That's not a manhole entrance. Well, but there's but, no yeah. garage. Right, right. It's like a cellar door in an alleyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, then I will... Uh, I'll take Doc up on his offer to give me a ride to spot. Um, but first, I'd like to stash the uh, the Roadmaster um, okay. somewhere inconspicuous nearby until we can really take a crack at it. All right. Good idea. Um here and he uh, he rummages through one of his desks and uh, reaches around some shit and runs into the uh, and runs into the apartment and comes back out and he's holding a tag eraser in his uh, uh, in his hand and he runs it over the car um, and ha- and like as you're like removing the license plate uh, he runs it over the car and he's like have you ever boosted a car before <laughs> yes. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys drive it somewhere. Uh, you disable all the wireless features so it can't be tracked. And you and Doc get in his uh, pickup truck and drive back to where Spot is. He's still there. Good. You get at him. He has been turned off, as have your drones. I turn them all back on. Arf, arf. I'm so sorry for what happened to you here. Never again. Of course, Bumbles, says Red Leader. Thank you. Um, uh, let's go home, yeah? That would be nice. Arf, arf! Uh, and I'll roll down the window and I'll say, Thank you, Doc. Um, I will be back at the clinic in the morning. He gives you a nod, uh, and then drives off. All right. I'll drive to my home in Bellevue to recover from this kidnapping experience. Yep. (laughs) Uh, and with that, we will end tonight's session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated, all rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.